Welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults. I'm Lynn Pryor, joined here with my co-host, Chris Johnson. Chris, it's good to be with you again for another podcast. Great to see you, Lynn. I'm glad that we have this opportunity to talk about Bible Studies for Life, and uh, it's exciting that we're uh, in the study of the Ten Commandments. It's a good thing. Sure. And it's, it's, of course, life has changed for us with our podcast because, you know, prior to COVID-19, we were in the office at the Lifeway headquarters together. We'd walk. I'd see Chris all the time. Now that we're, we're kind of sequestered, well, not so much sequestered, but we're still working at home. I only see Chris when we do these podcasts. So, uh, Chris, I know that's got to be hard for you not seeing me every day. Breaks my heart, Lynn. Breaks my heart. <laughs> but joining Chris and I is Amber Vaden. Amber is the uh, content editor for our Daily Discipleship Guide, and we will talk about the, uh, the Daily Discipleship Guide uh, toward the end of the podcast. But, Amber, thank you for joining us for this. Yes, thanks for uh, having me. All right, you've always got some great insights, uh, both during the podcast, but even as we're developing studies, I always value and appreciate your insights. You can sometimes see some things I don't see, so I appreciate that very much. Oh, thanks, Lynn. So we are, I mentioned a minute ago, uh, in we've just started a study on the Ten Commandments, and it's entitled After God's Own Heart. So what we've done is we've made it, we, we, we lead with one of the one or several of the Ten Commandments, and today we'll, we'll be several, and then we go to the life of David either the, through his writing in one of the Psalms or an experience in his life uh, that shows us how how that played out in his life. So today we'll be talking about uh, the command to um, honor God's name and the, about the, to remember the Sabbath. So uh, we'll be talking about both of those today. One of the things that Tony Evans did in his introduction to this study, and I've heard him do it before because I, I worked in a small uh, small group resources uh, before I came to Bible Studies for Life and worked with Dr. Evans quite a bit. And he's a he's quite a sports fan. He's team chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys for a long time, and um, other sports teams in the Dallas area. But one of the things that uh, I've heard him comment on before, so I was interested. It was interesting to see it in print. Was that um, an NFL football game? There are actually seventeen minutes of action <laughs> on the field. So it's a sixty-minute game that has three hours of time for it for, to be played out on television, but the actual playing time. Um, when they're actually in formation and running a play is 17 minutes. The rest of the time is huddles and other things like that. And um, he did a great job of comparing uh, what a typical fan experience on game day and how much time they gave. And the comparison is pretty, pretty phenomenal. So if you, if you're going to the game, uh, you're spending time getting ready for the game. If you're tailgating, you're doing preparation for that. You go to the game. It takes drive time to get there. Uh, you hang out and you do all the things that fans do before a game. You get into the stadium, you watch the game, and then you have to go home and fight the crowd. And the typical fan is spending six to eight hours in a day to go and to cheer for his team while the guys on the field who are actually playing the game are in it for 17 minutes. So right. <laughs> I just found that absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it shows what kind of fans people are. That's right. <laughs> And well, I, li- I like the way he introduces that. He uses that because we're not talking about fans of football. We're talking about, you know, the loyalty of a fan. We're talking about our loyalty, how we express that to God. 
Uh, we're going to just focus on the fact that our relationship with God is seen in how we honor him. Now, let me just clarify, too. We, we did say we're going to be talking about commandments, the third one and the fourth one, and um, which is about not misusing the name of the Lord and remembering the Sabbath. But as we kind of talk this through, and as you get into your Bible study group, you're going to see we're really talking about that third commandment, don't misuse the name of the Lord. It's not that we don't care about this, the fourth commandment, about keeping the Sabbath, but if you are a... Um, if you've been a part of a Bible Studies for Life a group for a, quite a while, uh, you may remember this, but the previous fall, we did an f- entire Bible study session on what it means to rest in God. And we used the same passage about uh, remember the Sabbath. We really went to town talking about that Sabbath rest. For it's really for, for the sake of those who were part of that study in the, last year, we're not really spending a lot of time on the Sabbath here. We're spending our focus on that that. Uh, Yep, third commandment. And the third commandment says this. This is verse 7 of Exodus 20. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will not leave you, will not leave anyone unpunished who misuses his name. Yeah, thank you, Lynn, for for reading that. I think this uh, this portion of the scripture that we're studying, it really it's super practical for what we do every day. Like it is an instruction for how we talk about God and how we are going to represent Him and how we're going to represent our relationship with Him just in our day-to-day conversations. Uh, And so we know back in in Matthew 6, uh, verse 9, in the model prayer, uh, Christ taught us that we're to honor God's name because it's holy, because He is holy. Uh, So if we're to to show honor to his name. Uh, we are doing that because his name is unique and holy because he is unique and holy. His name represents who he is. And so we have the opportunity just in our ordinary, typical, simple conversations, uh, how we talk about him to really do that in a way that honors him. It's interesting to me that how the culture has changed in, in, uh, the past 40 years reg- in regard to the how God's name is used in the culture. And it's also interesting to see that the, the church has just kind of bought that, uh, that people in the church aren't a lot different in, in how they wow. use or misuse the name of God. Well, Amber, I appreciate the emphasis you just gave it here on the, on the idea of uh, Misusing it means we honor his name. And misusing it means we're not honoring his name. Yeah. But as a kid growing up, maybe, Amber, this was different for you growing up in Arkansas. <laughs> but for me, growing up in Texas, misusing the name of God meant, uh-oh, he just said a bad word. You, yep. know, you cussed. Uh-huh. We, we equated cussing with this commandment. And it wasn't until I was oh, yeah, adult. Yeah, I would totally. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we totally weren't allowed to do that in Arkansas either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just, uh, and, uh, you know, you get your mouth washed out with soap. And, uh, of course, kids today have it even worse because you ever had your mouth washed out with liquid soap? <laughs> that's, Ooh, that's yeah, bad. It's, just, it's yeah. bad. It's bad. But, uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure too many parents do that anymore because the culture's changed on that. But, Amber, you, I want to go back to what you said. It's not so much just that we cuss, we say bad words. I mean, that's, that's bad in itself. But I like the emphasis you gave. It's how we honor him and mm-hmm. honor his name. 
What we say when we talk about God reveals what we believe about him. And it, it's, it might sound simple, but it's, it's really not. <laughs> so it's real, it's real important. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that we had in uh, the senior adult um, uh, uh, leader's guide and the uh, personal study guide is just to ask the question from a general perspective, what are some ways that people dishonor God's name? Mm-hmm. So it would give people in your, um, in your group an opportunity to have that conversation, to begin to think about what, how, how does that happen? I, uh, I just think of so many times we're as Christians, we go out and we call ourselves Christians. We're very public about being Christians, but the way we live our lives does not gel with the Christian life we're called to live in the New Testament. And so I think these are people that are misusing the name of God. They're carrying the name of God as, as, a, as a Christ follower, but they're not living up to that name. And to me, that is the heart of this third commandment. So when we transition to uh, look at what David said and what David wrote, we're looking together at Psalm 145, verses 1 through 3. And uh, so this is just a psalm of of worship uh, where where David says, I'll I'll exalt you, uh, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. So I, I, it's a powerful uh, psalm that ex- it talks about exalting God. And uh, the emphasis that Tony Evans pointed out in the uh, personal study guide was to say the thing that stood out to him was the word, these two words, every day. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is what I do. I, I exalt you, God. I worship you every day this is my heart this is my life this is what matters to me and uh i I just felt like that dr evans really caught uh the heart of the passage by talking about those two words every day yeah that's really good i um recently came across uh this quote from louis giglio and he said this about our worship he said worship is our response to what we value most so as a result, worship fuels our actions, becoming the driving force of all we do. So mm. it's, it's real, um, it's significant. Worship is not just a one day a week thing, um, but it, it drives our, our, our day-to-day, day-to-day lives, and, and we honor God in that. And my, Amber, my experience has been that during those like a week where I really do spend some quality time with the Lord. I don't rush through it, that I do that, that worship every day. Then when I come to corporate worship on Sunday, my Sunday church experience is that much richer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we miss that in the church today. I think there's a lot of people who think um, that's just something that happens on Sunday. I don't, I, I don't worship other times. I don't. I, I may not think about God or talk about God at other times uh, during the week. That's that's something I do on Sunday, and I think that folks who have that perspective miss a lot uh, of what it means to be a devoted follower of Jesus. I've heard people say, "Yeah, I got to go to church on Sunday so I can refuel." And you know, I get what they're saying is, and we, I mean, we knew doing that corporate thing, but it was like that's not the only time you have to worship. You can do that on your own by yourself. Uh, and I think that's great. Now, so th- that passage, Psalm 145, starts us out there in this area about we honor God with our worship. Uh, 
David's going to take us a little further on that, talk about our testimony, even our actions. He says this, and let me just read uh, verse 5. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. David here, he was not at a loss for words to talk about God. <laughs> That's he had, true. He had plenty. He had, he had a lot to say. Um, so just a quick relist. Uh, he said that he would declare God's splendor, his majesty, his wondrous works, the power of God's acts, God's greatness, goodness, and righteousness. So he, he had plenty of things, several, a whole list uh, of things to, um, to pass on to others, to share, to express uh, in a way that would, that would honor God. Well, we know that God's word is, is really our starting point to learn about God and certainly tells us everything we need to know. Uh, our, our understanding of him is um, only increased when we, when we read the word. But we are also uniquely positioned to tell of what God has done in our lives. So um, we, we're not just limited to things we read about. Um, we, we can tell others, we can declare to the next generation what we have learned from God and what we have seen him do in our own lives. That the idea of the next generation is is I appreciate you mentioning that because uh, that's one of the things that stuck out for me in the first verse. One generation will de- declare your works to the next. So that, that's a part of how we uh, talk about God and our experience with God and um, our relationship to Him. Or it's it's that generation. Uh, I'm I'm going to make this known to the ones who will come behind me, and uh, that, that's a that, that's the purpose. I think a lot of times of those. Uh, of the testimony and, and, and these declarations is so that um, others will hear and know and have that kind of opportunity as well. That's good. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's, I agree with that. There's one statement Tony said here that I really like. He said, to live lives that honor God, we must not only love God, but we must love him first. Good. And I thought, wow, I, I had to really think on that. That's so true. I, I love Jesus, but do I love him first? And that's how we honor him. Great word. Great word. Well, I think that this is going to be a very robust uh, conversation that people can have about God's word and and the importance of honoring God, uh, looking at uh, how how we handle and how we treat God's name. Uh, and I think that some of our groups will talk about uh, the Sabbath as well, that, that that's a, that element is a part of setting apart a time to honor God uh, is significant for us. So thank you guys for what you have shared today. And uh, we want to thank you for uh, those of you who are listening to this podcast. Thank you for uh, coming and, and uh, listening today to uh, this emphasis on honoring God and hope that it has been helpful to you and and hope that as you uh, go into study this week that this will be a good preparation for you or a good follow-up to to hearing about um, the things that we've talked about in Psalm uh, 145 and Exodus 20. Uh, For we recognize that some of you are leaders of groups so we want to provide some helps for you and Lynn mentioned earlier that Amber's work uh, in 
for Bible Studies for Life is with the Daily Discipleship Guide. And so we want to learn more about that. And Amber also has a teaching tip for us. So uh, you guys take that away. Yeah, Amber, tell us what is unique about the Daily Discipleship Guide. Uh, Well, I think hands down the best feature of the Daily Discipleship Guide um, comes at, so after the end of your group time, there are five daily devotions that connect into what you've just studied and discussed. So you have, uh, after after you all meet, uh, what, whether that happens on Sunday or, or whatever day, uh, then for the next five, five days of the next seven, there are devotions for your group members that kind of just um, reinforce and, and dig into that passage a bit more. And... It's just a great, it's just a great feature. And then next week, there's another one after the, so there's five for each, five for each Bible study session. I love that about, um, about this resource as well. I think, um, I think that that's um, a, a great use of, um, of the material is to uh, have that teaching element and then to have opportunities to, to hear it from a different perspective or just to have it reinforced in a different way on a, on a continuing basis through the week. I, I just think it's a powerful model. Now, if you do have a group that uses the, one of the personal study guides, like Chris's for seniors or just any of the personal study guides, don't hear what we're saying about the daily discipleship guide and go, Ooh, well, I want to use that also. Uh, it's really not a, it's really not something you use in addition to the personal study guide, but it's something you use instead of. Yes, uh, re- I mean, it's essentially the same content. It's just packaged differently. Yes. And, and that's what I, one thing I do like about the daily discipleship guide is it is the same content. It's repackaged so that I am continually coming back five times during the week to that truth. And, and for instance, this emphasis we're talking about with this particular podcast of that I, I am to honor God. So on Monday, I'm reminded of that. Wednesday, I'm reminded of all through the week. I keep coming back to that truth. And Amber, I got to, I think, I just think that's powerful. So uh, it is, it's it's helpful. It's real helpful. So if if you're interested, you might just go to the BibleStudiesForLife.com website and just uh, look at the daily discipleship guide. And, uh, but Amber, why don't you take a moment and just share uh, one of your creative teaching tips? Yeah. So if you have been around for a bit, or if you haven't, uh, we also have this thing called the Leader Pack available for for group leaders, and it contains, uh, among other things, it contains some posters that you can use that have some, some of them have teaching ideas connected to them, and so there's one for this session. Uh, it's called Pack Item Number Three, and it's a poster that lists some characteristics of God. So you, um, if you are I think this could be used in a traditional uh, group setting uh, where you actually see people in the same room. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> wow. Uh, you can also do this uh, with a Zoom, uh, a Zoom class as well. But so you can either display the poster or um, show it from your, if you know how to show it on your, on your screen, you can screen share or hold it up for your group to see. Uh, and it lists qualities of God similar to what, um, David mentioned in Psalm 145, uh, and and have someone read them off, read off the qualities, um, just to give you an idea, like mighty, splendorous, majestic. It's all these great qualities of the Lord. Uh, and then invite your group members to share a word that they might have, a response 
that they might have that is a, a quality of God, what would they say about God? And so if, again, if you're on a Zoom, if you can enable the chat box, they can put theirs in. And that's one way to do this uh, if you're meeting online only right now. Uh, so anyway, it, it allows them to talk a little bit about what words would they use. Well, I probably don't use the word splendor every day, but I can <laughs> certainly uh, come up with other words. And this is just an opportunity for your group members to share from their own spiritual lives. Um, it's good practice for us to talk openly about what God's taught us. Uh, it makes it easier to do with people that, you know, outside of our small group. Uh, it gives us just that practice to talk about talk about him, talk about what he's done in our lives, and it strengthens our groups. Um, just be aware, if you have newer Christians that may not want to share, this might be, um, you know, outside their comfort zone, and that's okay. There's, there's value in them listening. Um, they, don't have to, they don't have to share, but for ones who would like to share, uh, we learn about God when we hear other people's stories of walking with him so that's it's, all, it's real that, that's almost an element of that generation to generation our, mm-hmm. our testimony sharing uh as well so this is, just gives you a, a a hands-on way to do that yeah yeah i think it's a it's a really neat opportunity great well thanks for taking a moment to to point out uh, that resource and uh, again Lynn mentioned that you can you can go to the website and and look for uh, Bible studies right leader pack if you want more information about the leader pack we want to thank you again for listening to Bible studies for life adult podcast and we look forward to you being with us again next week <laughs>